Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Boys in Red and White podcast. My name is Tom Dow and I'm joined as always by my best friend Andre Grayson. Hello Mr Dow. Hello Andre and how how the devil are you in this uh, wonderful new season that we've embarked on? Oh, it's good to have it back isn't it? It is good to have it back. Um, I, I mean we'll get onto it but I'm, I'm still recovering from the stress and remembering that that is something that happens. Watching pre-season almost worry-free and then the season starts you can see one silly goal with 10 minutes to go and you remember this is going to be a long nine months um <clears throat> but other than that I'm fantastic how about you well yeah like as much as obviously it's, it's fantastic having back obviously we, we miss it incredibly during the summer months um but I've I've quite enjoyed not having that stress just just for a little period and i've i've got really into baseball and i've been watching that and i've been really relaxed watching that and it's been nice uh entertaining a sport whilst being able to take a bit of a distance away from it so that's been quite nice and then obviously we went to wembley and that was that was quite 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 relaxed as well because it essentially is a is it's an extension of pre-season isn't it and as much as it was very nice to beat manchester city in that and get one over on them and show that we can do it um, the real stuff started on Saturday at home to Nottingham Forest, and as you say, that was um, very, very relaxed for eighty minutes, <laughs> and then one stupid goal, and then it just is absolute chaos, and you, you it all comes flooding back. But uh, yeah, apart from that, I'm all good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, we're definitely going to get stuck into that and and lots more, I'm sure. Yes. Um, so I think obviously. It's been, it's been quite bizarre this summer because Arsenal have been very, very efficient and have been exceptional in the transfer market. Uh, the only thing lacking, probably in terms of moving people on, um, probably hasn't happened as much as we would have would have liked with some of the fringe players. Um, mm. I still find it baffling that Cedric is still an Arsenal player. <laughs> well. Well, with the news just in, uh... <laughs> we might need him. <laughs> but uh, no, it's been um, it's been very refreshing seeing Arsenal move as as competently in the transfer market. And I texted you the other day because I, I think it was Friday night, which was obviously the uh, the first um, the first game in the in the Premier League, and it all kicked off probably on Saturday. But there was obviously the Harry Kane saga. There was the um, Caicedo saga with Liverpool and Chelsea going head to head for that one, and it had a very, very transfer deadline day feel to to that day. And I texted you and said, "Isn't it wonderful watching all these clubs like bickering amongst themselves?" And we've done most of our business already, and we haven't got to worry about this. <laughs> so it's been yeah. nice. But obviously, yeah. not gone as flawlessly in the last couple of days as we no. might have hoped. <laughs> no, but we've come a long way, certainly in the transfer respect. Um, why don't we just why don't we just get the why don't we rip the the timber plaster off? Um, oh, I don't want to. <laughs> uh, I mean, I have to say, look, I, I do think it's hard not to draw conclusions in preseason, and it's more ex- you see more preseason than ever, and he looked magnificent and he looked like the perfect addition athletic technical anywhere along the back line exactly what we needed um and he actually gave the ball away a couple of times in quick succession and then i think he tried to overcompensate with a fairly forceful tackle yeah um 
obviously, if it is an ACL, which it seems highly likely it is, um, it's highly concerning. I mean, that is his season done. I mean, I guess you could speak to a lot of experts worldwide and you struggle to find people who know more about ACL injuries than me. Um, <laughs> I remember the first time I did it and I did exactly what he did. I had a first incident where it didn't feel right, but you can carry on. And I think if people think, oh, he could carry on and he did it in the second one, he didn't. He'd done his ACL in that first challenge. I haven't seen the challenge back, but yeah, he, he's out for the season and it's it's a phenomenal blow. Um, I guess the only thing I'd say is you've got Zinchenko, Tierney and Tommy Asu. There is cover there. But do yeah. you think we're going to... Do you think we're going to go into the transfer market? Do you think we're going to do something drastic? We've also shown we can play Kivior there. As much as this is a blow, it was one game and he was a beautiful addition. But I still think we look fantastic and defensively solid with several options without him, despite how, how horrible this feels. Yeah, I think um, essentially what's happened is we've ended up back to where we were last season, in the second half of last season in terms of options. Um and I think we are prepared for that. Um, I mean, I was looking looking this morning at um, what options we have across the across the back line, and obviously Tommy Asu is he came on for for Timber on the weekend. Um, I think there's I think there's a lot more flexibility in terms of what we do because obviously we saw Party start at that right back position, but essentially play as a very 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 inverted fullback. Um, so I think it's 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 interesting. I don't I don't see us going into the market for another defender, um, if I'm honest. Because uh, mm. even if we were to to get rid of holding Tavares, is still on our books, and he, mm. even even I, I I'd be very reluctant for it to happen. But if Tierney went as well, you've still got a number of options across that back four. I think only if Tierney goes. That's when you might look at it and go, okay, well, maybe we could do with another body. But mm. even so, I just, I just don't see us. If, if if we go for anywhere, I think we go for an attacking position as a as an additional player. Well, can David Raya play there? I, I, mean, I, you know. I, I was going to make the same joke, but <laughs> <laughs> it's an open goal. To be fair, which is what we'd probably have if we. Um, yeah, you just tapped it in. It's great. <laughs> but no, I, I don't. I don't see us really doing much with, with that. I think. Depending on outgoings, might might allow one more signing, but I think in general our squad's pretty pretty much done in terms of incomings. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. I think it is a blow because of how how well he started his Arsenal career and how seamlessly he seems to have fit into the structure of what we're trying to do. But I do mm. think it's um, it's one that I, I mean I've almost, I've almost forgotten what it's like having Zinchenko in the side. Because it feels like he's been gone for that long, so oh, no. I'm very excited for him to return. Um, well, I think people quickly forget just how ridiculously good he is and how crucial he is in the build-up. Yeah, and I think sort of rolling into Saturday, I think one of the things that was really interesting to me is for the first time, I think under Arteta. No, that's not right because when he started, we didn't know what on earth was going on. But definitely in the last <laughs> year and a half. I'd say you could predict how we're going to play and what it's going to look like and where people are going to be. Yeah. And I think that the reality is that we now don't know, which means our opposition don't know. And one of the things I took away from Saturday is it didn't look how we used to look. 
And instead of being scared about that and going, God, I just want us to win. I just want it to look how it looks is we need to embrace it because if we get this right and have the, the flexibility and fluidity, we'll be a better team in April and May, which let's face it is when we've been a bad team in the last two seasons. We've, we've been amazing, amazing all round, but we've been a poor team in the, the tail end of the year. And I think we need to embrace a more challenging start because I thought we were really poor second half and I thought we were good first half, but yeah. not amazing. And it looked like we were figuring a lot out, like live on the, almost live on the job. And that was quite, it was, I don't know, I found it an uncomfortable watch um, for a lot of time. Nothing really seemed to flow as expected. Yeah. Um, despite, I thought no one was above a seven out of 10 necessarily, but no one was below a six either. Yeah, I think that's a that's a fair statement. Um, I, I sort of had sort of similar feelings watching the game. Like, uh, I obviously, I I don't know. It just the whole ground sort of didn't feel as as, as vibrant as 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 last season. Um, for for much of the game, um, I thought it was a really really rousing rendition of North London Forever at the start, and then it just sort of died down after that. And mm. I don't know if that's a bit of a hangover from from last season. Um, from the crowd's perspective, and if we're waiting for to, um, to be sort of reinvigorated by something the team does, and I think that's that's interesting as well. But like you say, I don't think we ever really played as well as we know we can play. We, I mean, we dominated the eighty minutes up until they got that that goal back. Um, but it just mm. it felt like that game the whole time it was two 0 It felt like a game that. All it takes is one mistake for them just to nick one back, and then and then you're at panic stations. And yeah. to be fair, I know I know obviously that happened. They didn't really test us after they equalised, but it just felt very uncomfortable. Uh, mm. Not, not equalised, sorry. Well, they got the goal back, um, but it did feel but very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it did. But also, we kept them at arm's length, and we were playing two nil football at two nil. Yeah, right? or maybe we were playing three nil football at two nil. We were maybe a bit too slow in terms of really trying I think, to push I think it. The but it's bit, the, the first game. Yeah, I think the bit, that's the bit I was just going to say because obviously I texted you when it was uh, when it went 2-1 and said, I can see us messing this up. Um, and I, I, I really could at that point because it just felt very uncomfortable. And, it, and I, I think I said to you, it's, it's felt like we've coasted the second half. And mm. although we were we were the dominant side in terms of possession, in terms of chances created, we were, we were by far the superior side. We just we weren't really asserting ourselves in the way that you'd like to at two 0 at home on the opening day. But I think you're absolutely right with what you say about it. It did feel like an opening game of the season game, whereas mm. there's a few things that aren't quite clicking yet. There's a few things in terms of fitness levels that maybe aren't quite there um, in the um, in the way they will be in a few weeks' time. So I think we just have to take it as what a face value that it's it's three points. Um, got off to a good start in terms of that and move on, move on to the next game. Yeah, completely. And we'll talk more Arsenal um, shortly. I mean, I, I watched um, Manuals, I watched uh, I watched Newcastle, Villa, and I watched the two games Sunday. And I've got to be honest, <laughs> if we don't come at least second... I genuinely would worry for Arteta as much as I love him because we're significantly better than these sides. Significantly better than these sides in terms of player quality, in terms of style, in terms of how we play. 
I mean, maybe Liverpool is a, a, a difficult. Liverpool-Chelsea is hard to judge because they're playing each other. Man, you got ripped to shreds by, by Wolves. Ripped to shreds. And how they didn't concede a penalty is beyond me. That's if we just, Honestly, just, just to jump in there, that was absolutely yeah. disgraceful, that penalty decision. Did you, did you see the ref and PGMOL have been suspended for a week already? Uh, yes, yeah, that's a good start, isn't it? <laughs> what I don't understand, though, is I watched that and I was like, well... Because there was um there was a Spurs one, wasn't there? Yeah. Where, um, Sharda flicks it over their keeper. It's never a penalty one like that where he sort of blasted it over him. Whereas another, he absolutely cleans him out. Like it's a red. It could be a red card. He punched him in the head. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's honest. It's honestly bizarre. And, and a draw would have been a, a good point for Man United, let alone them winning. But I do think that there's a significant um point in that. No one looks really settled or ready for the season, but I do think we do. I do think we look more ready. I do think we look quite composed. I do think we're bedding in new systems. I mean, obviously City look ridiculous, but Burnley looked, I mean, I'd be amazed if Burnley don't go down um, based on just their squad. They, they are literally the complete opposite to last time. They play football. They're all really small. They're like a small technical side, which is completely baffling. Um, but I think I think we should take real confidence that we look like that. And my biggest worry about this side, which is what I think played out, is 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 we're starting to believe the hype. And you sort of touched on it with the fans. Is are we now expectant? Do we think we're just going to turn up and win? And that's the most dangerous place to be. And I think the fact we won and kind of got away with playing like that a little bit actually bodes quite well because we've got two games that might be very similar and we need we need to go into that Man United game on the back of three wins if we want to want to achieve what we hope to achieve this season. Yeah, I think so. Um it'll be really interesting to see how sort of how the team develops over the coming weeks, but um yeah, I think I think there's enough there that you can see what we're trying to do. Um I thought just to just to touch on a few individual performances, I think the first half, uh, Gabriel Martinelli was just ridiculous oh, because wow. his his work rate is just insane. I mean, mm-hmm. the, uh, I'm thinking about the one the the one incident when he lost the ball and he sprints about sixty yards and won it back immediately, and it's just like it's, it's just so so refreshing seeing players that have the talent that he's got, but. Also, the work rate, rate and the work ethic that, that he also possesses. Um, I always see things, people saying that he plays like it's his last game or is it, or he's about to be dropped any minute. And I think that's it's just absolutely incredible to watch. So I thought he played, he, obviously, first half he was, he was magnificent. Saka, we just, we just come to expect him to do things like that now, don't we? So um, that was also good. And I also thought Declan Rice settled in really, really well because he mm. just... His 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 way of winning the ball back so high up the pitch for us was was really really impressive, and I can see as he gets more used to the system that we're playing, that would just be so valuable in terms of um, keeping us high up the pitch and keeping that pressure on the uh, on the opposition. So those are sort of the first half, particularly those are, those would probably be my three sort of standout points to to, uh, to note. Yeah, I totally agree. What do you what did you make of? Um... Eddie starting and subsequent performance. 
I think you summed it up quite nicely before the game because when we were watching the um, the Women's World Cup um, in the concourse before all the chaos of the 30,000 people that couldn't get in. <laughs> um, but when we were watching that, um, I think you said, if he can't start at home to Nottingham Forest, then what is the point in having him? Mm-hmm. Um, or th- th- thereabouts in terms of that comment. And I think that's absolutely right. He needs to have a role within this squad if he is here. And... I thought he, I thought he done well without really being extraordinary. Um, held the ball up at times, decent bit of movement. Obviously, got his goal. Um, I do think there are limitations to having him, and I th- and I don't think we're going to get away from that. I th- he's never going to be someone who comes in as an automatic starter in my eyes. Like he, he is a squad player, and if you can use him in games like that, and he and he can get goals like he like he did, and like he tends to from that sort of distance, then I don't see a problem with it. But I do um I do worry about having him for an extended period as as our lead front man. Yeah. Which we shouldn't. Yeah. Right? But but if if I played this forward and said, how do you feel um if the team on Monday night includes Eddie and Ketia compared to Trossard or Havertz up there? <laughs> I, I I find that really tough because I think it's I think it would be very harsh to drop him at this point yes, because I would. think but I think he because I think he did did well enough but he scored, he scored but I just <laughs> I just I don't know away from home I do worry about him being as reliable as he could be. Sorry, my dog is making some weird noises in the background. <laughs> it's more than all right. It's more than all right. He's, Bambi is concerned about Eddie and Ketia's ability to start away at Selhurst Park. It's, it's understandable. She is very worried. But also, like, I wouldn't I wouldn't be terrified, put it this way. Like, I, 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 to be honest, I fully expect him to start. I think he will start. Um, it, well, you, have, you, you have to. Yeah. I, I've got to be honest, is that I think we quickly want to go to solutions i mean the only thing i'd say is leandro trossard has to start in this team that's my sort of if i i thought he was looked brilliant off the bench um my my only um disappointment and it is just a light disappointment i did think havertz is going to take some getting used to because that language style is (sighs) I, i always loved ozil and I appreciated that it never looked like he was really moving, but he really was. And you could see how good he was on the ball and everything into Havertz. You know, it was like every pass that like, bounced. Um, and it, it, do, you know what I, do you know what I mean by that? Like yeah. it was nothing was smooth. Like he'd get it out to Martinelli, but it would be just a smidgen behind him or he'd get across, but it would be blocked. And you knew it would be blocked, but it was the right thing to do to cross. Um, and you knew when he bullied that centre-half at the end and he went through on the back of a, a Ramsdale goal kick, you didn't believe he'd score. Yeah. Um, he's a bizarre player, but I just think Trossard needs to be prioritised in the team ahead of, um, ahead of Havertz right now. I, I do agree. Um, I think I think Havertz has some real, real qualities that I think will shine through um, eventually. But I think, obviously, you mentioned that language style that that we came accustomed to with uh, with Meza Ozil, and to to many points that was his that was his detriment because a lot of people would just see that and just instantly take a dislike to him, wouldn't they? Um, yes. 
And I think we're very much... I, I mean, it wouldn't be Arsenal if there wasn't a scapegoat within our side, would it? And <laughs> no. and I think he's been here for, for two months and already I think he's becoming that scapegoat. Um, and I feel sorry for him from, from that regard. But I do think I do think there's a player and obviously... You sent me a tremendous chance as well, which I'm looking forward to seeing. <laughs> well, we need him to score first. I mean, it is he can't score again amazing. unless he scores once. <laughs> Did he score in pre-season? Though he got two in pre-season, so that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, but, more, more to be revealed on that later, I suspect. But, but I do think he um, that, that that playing in that more advanced position on that left that, that left eight position, aka the granite Xhaka role, uh, I do mm. think he's going to take some work. Um, I think, although he's not a prolific out-and-out striker, I thought at Wembley he looked a lot more comfortable playing in that position than he did on Saturday in that advanced midfield position. Um, but I think it's just going to take a bit of time for him to get used to the system. Um, I think there's there's bits and pieces that are encouraged. I think his movement's really good. Um, it's just obviously the end product and the final delivery of a six-yard pass. <laughs> A hundred percent. But I, look, I also think it will come. I also think it's a debut. I also think against the deep block, you know, the only thing I'd say about Forrest is they literally came to leave with a 2-0 um, or just hold us off and go for it at the end, which they did and it worked. And that will be a tactic we see against us an awful lot this season. There's no, there's no point pretending we won't. We just yeah. absolutely will because people know how good we are now. They know we can show them lots of faces as well. And I think that's going to be fascinating for us um, to see where we go from there. But yeah, he was the only one. But I just think I'm a big Trossard fan. And I think he's the one. And, and he is an impact player as well. But I really think he should be starting and warrants it. And if it's not instead of Eddie, it has to be instead of Havertz. But yeah. we've only got a problem to solve. I assume Tommy Asu comes in. I assume... But, but again, like, what's he going to do with Party, who looks fantastic? You know, maybe away at Palace, you go Rice, Party, and Odegaard um, and go with a proper back four. I mean, he has to play Gabriel. I do think that was a bit big brain um, from Arteta, especially as he said it was tactical. What, what do you make of no Gabriel? I, I was very surprised. Um, instantly, I thought, well, he must be carrying a knock, but then he was on the bench. So then it's like, well, he can't be that injured. Um, and then obviously Arteta came out with the statement that it was just a tactical decision. That I, t- I don't know with stuff like that. It's very, I, I I I'm not a big fan of dropping him because I I think he's great. I saw the links yesterday with him with Saudi Arabia, um, and I just think obviously with Timber being out particularly, that would be absolutely absurd if he went if we if we mm. sanction that as a deal. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's it's a weird one. Um, I don't know if it was just a case that he wanted to try and fit party into that side in some capacity. Um, but I don't, I don't know. We'll just have to see. I think Arteta is, is like playing 3D chess, isn't he? He's, he's, he's got things mm. that I'm not even seeing because my brain can't comprehend the sorts of things that he's thinking. No. <laughs> like, there's been... we, have... Go on. we just have to trust him. And I think that's really hard. Yeah. And I actually sensed it in the stadium for the first time. I was like, do you really trust this guy, guys? Because now's the time. Yeah. You're going to have to get behind something. Your eyes are going, this doesn't look right. Well, I went, I went out with my dad um, about a week ago. 
And we got talking to a fellow Arsenal fan in in a, in a pub, and it, he was the sort of Arsenal fan who I would talk to and think I I don't value your opinion very highly. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was one of those conversations. And as as an example, his takeaway from the Community Shield. Bear in mind how many, how much reservations we have about this this player in general. His basic takeaway was Fabio Vieira is going to be one hell of a player. I mean, he might be. I don't know, but you can't base that on anything. Like, I, I, I and I just sat there and went, a "Yeah." I just sat there and went, "Mm-hmm," and that was it. And yeah, that, that, that was what we got talking about. But anyway, but the point I made is obviously this: this guy also raised his reservations about Kai Havertz. And I said to my dad after we'd spoken to this guy, I just said to him, I'm in a position where I trust Arteta implicitly now. And I just think yeah. you have to. If he thinks Kai Havertz is going to make Arsenal a better team and a better squad of players, then I'm all for it. So <laughs> let him crack on. Um, yeah. I, I totally agree. Yeah. He has my full trust. But I think you're going to see a lot of that in the ground. It wouldn't surprise me, Palace away... The um, it wouldn't that was the scene of one of my least favorite away days ever, Palace. But it wouldn't surprise me if we don't win that you see quite a lot of people turning. It'd be very interesting. I always yeah. don't want to see it for obvious reasons, but it'd be very, very interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. No, I agree. Um, so well, here we are. So I was just going to run through with you, um, a quick, quick, um, little thought one of my thoughts for you so we've got palace away yeah fulham at home manu at home everton away spurs at home and bournemouth away that there are fixtures uh taking us into october now somewhere in there we're going to have i think at least one champions league game i think between everton uh between manu and everton is first champions league game when you look at those games on paper so I'll just play them to you again. Palace away, Fulham home, Man U home, Everton away, Spurs home, Bournemouth home. The next six games. How many points do you think we should get if we're serious about going for the title? If we're serious about going for the title, and I, I, I think we've done this before, and I always, I'm always miles off. So like, we'll just we'll just run with it and see what happens. I, I think. The one, obviously, you look at the Man United at home and Tottenham at home as being very big games. But I think serious winnable. for the title, yeah, winnable, winnable. But serious for the title, you've got to win the big games at home. Like you need to get those against teams like that. Obviously, City. You go if you play City, obviously wonderful to beat them. But realistically, it's the other games that are going to determine whether we're going to win the league or not. Um, and I just think, I just think. I, I don't want to say we should win them all because I just, I just, should, can't, I, we That's should. That's the right answer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go with that. I mean, win them all. <laughs> I, I can see the point that the, the draw, I can see at United. I am worried about Palace. We, we don't have an amazing record against Hodgson. And I think first, I know we had them up first last season, but I think we've got, a, it's really, really hard. And I'm struggling with this to not just think that last season is this season. Yeah. And we're, 
it's going to go and win away as easily as we started to. I might be totally wrong, but that Palace game, look, and you're going, oh, we haven't got Zaha, and he was always a thorn in the side. We should be able to beat Palace. Da, da, da. It just doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. I do worry about, I mean, the games I'm worried about, United at home, Palace away. Yeah. Uh, they do stick out to me quite significantly. I, I'm also worried. I don't know if this is just a hang-up from last season, Everton away, because we should of go course. there and beat them. And I just think... We owe them, don't we? We, owe, we definitely owe them. Um, so I'd be that's one that I'm really, really keen on. Um, but yeah, and no, I think I think we're kind of in alignment with those 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 games being the challenging ones. Palace is going to be a tough game if we can go there and get get three points, and I think that really sets us up nicely going into the next the next run of fixtures. Mm. Mm, I agree, I totally agree. And look, it's going to be fascinating. We try not to get carried away, and I I, I suppose on a ways. Any reason why you or any particular game away from home standing out you're most looking forward to this season? And I think it's worth noting that you and I, due to our concern that we won't get tickets for um, Bournemouth uh, away, are doing hospitality there. So that, that, that would be a... <laughs> That might be a fun choice. Um, I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why that's made me laugh so much. But it, it, are there any sticking out at you? Um, well, obviously, the hospitality is going to be a wonderful experience. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think um, uh, I, I, I don't know. The ones that I worry, I, I worry that I won't get tickets for ten, uh, were Bournemouth, Luton, and Brentford, because obviously mm-hmm. it's just it's such a small allocation. Um, I was very fortunate last year that I got one for Bournemouth and I got one for Brentford as well. Um, I'm not entirely confident I'll be as as fortunate this year. Um, but away from that, I think so much of an away experience is dictated by what you actually do as well. Because as much mm-hmm. as it's like, obviously, going and watching your team win is brilliant. Like Villa last season was was just a go to the game, watch the game, come home, done. And it was very much that experience. And like sometimes those are brilliant because Villa was incredible last year. But that was so mm-hmm. much to do with what happened on the pitch. Yeah. Um, the ones I really enjoy, I do, I, 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 lo- I love going and making uh, a night of, of a game or a weekend of a game. I do, I do really enjoy doing those ones. Um, yeah. But I, I think, obviously, we're, we're so early in the season, I think you have to just base it on which ground you're looking forward to going to. Um, yeah, the only ground in the league that I haven't done is Luton. <laughs> so, okay. so Bramall Lane for me. I know you've not done Bramall Lane, which I, I, I've, I went and it was a depressing experience when we lost one nil. Um, but I went with my dad and my brother for that one, and that was actually quite a nice little away experience. <laughs> um, right, let's just go through a few. Of them. I, 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 I'll give you some. I'll go give on. you some options. Go here. on. All right. So, and there's a reason for this. So. Hopefully this one's obvious as to why, but West Ham away in February has potential to be very entertaining because they do not like us very much right now. And that could be a lot of fun. It could be that a lot of fun. A I like that as an answer. Now, speaking of that, um, I thoroughly enjoyed Declan Rice singing North London Forever in the team huddle. <laughs> That's amazing. That was amazing. How did that go it. down with your friend Coopsy? I love him. Um, not great, and also not helped when I put a poster on the wall uh, for a work call <laughs> behind me of Declan Rice that I got in the programme for, for the sole purpose of winding him up. It worked magnificently. But then there's, there's, I actually bring this up for a reason, because 
our last two aways of the season. So with four games to go, we've got Spurs away. And with two games to go, we've got Man United away. I, now, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Man United. <laughs> I, I just, we, the, the thing is, I always enjoy happen. I always enjoy going to Man United because I don't, I don't really know why because I've not got a, I've not got a tremendous record there. Have you um, seen us win there? Uh, no, I know you have in the cup. Yeah, uh, Real. Yeah, um, so I, the best I've done is a draw. Um, but I do I do enjoy going to Old Trafford because it, it, there still is the remnants of that rivalry because as much as ever as it's kind of been forgotten a little bit. It, there's still obviously some that just remember it and obviously they try and wind us up at Van Persie they always sing the crappy little Vieira song about him falling over and give Giggsy the ball um, like there's there's little things that remind you back in those days and I, I absolutely hate them I hate them <laughs> I agree and I'll, like, like I, I didn't watch them last night because I was playing football but I, obviously I've seen the, the penalty and I was going through Twitter and it was just making me angry I was so angry reading Twitter, and then and then They're I saw so desperate to be back. Yeah, and then I saw the clip, and I was like, "This is disgraceful. This is Man United tax first and foremost." <laughs> and I just, yeah, I think I think those are two good ones you've identified. So West Ham will be tremendously fun listening to Declan Rice get booed every time he gets the ball, um, and then forgetting him <laughs> there, forgetting their hero. Um, oh, it's going to be good, isn't it? That one's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I uh, yeah, as we um, as we round off, I've got um, a fun one for you. So yesterday, I um, uh, saw Mike Brunner. Did you? I did. Yeah, I did. I did. What, I was, around his I was, house or at <laughs> Sammy's house? Sammy's oh, right, house, okay. Podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, it was relating to his house, but I'll say no more. Um, and uh, he asked me a question and he forgets that he and I had a, a debate about this, but he asked me to bring it up. And I mentioned we had the podcast and it's a very simple question is who, in your opinion, is your greatest player of all time? Like, for example, is it Messi? Is it Ronaldo? Is it Thierry? Like, genuinely, do you have a greatest player of all time that comes to you if anyone asked you? I mean, are you talking just like in, how am I taking this? As in Arsenal or just in general? You can take it in general if you want. So in general, I, I don't think you can look past Messi. Yeah. And <laughs> go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree, carry on. I don't think you can look past Messi. Obviously, in terms of greatest ever, from my perspective, in terms of like Arsenal connections and things like that, um, I still think Dennis is just... Head and shoulders. Dennis. I'm down. I am Dennis, and as as much as Thierry, as much as Thierry is, I, it's very very close for me. But I just think in terms of what Dennis did to <laughs> transform Arsenal to to help that transformation, I should say, uh, I do think mm. that's um, that's something that which I always factor into that. Um, I like that. Yeah, but um, go on. I feel like there's a, an extension to this story. No, 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 no. I, 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 I did. He said Pele, and I, I don't think he's seen him play more than three times. Now, so. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Um, yeah. To be fair, I'm saying my office, and I've got a Plymouth Argyle program with Pele on the front. From signed when, by Pele? Uh, it's not signed by Pele, but it's got Pele on the front, and it's from when Santos played Plymouth Argyle. My dad went there. And got a program from it. So I've actually, my dad has actually seen him play at Plymouth. What does he say? Um, what did he say? 
as he as he played down on the south coast. <laughs> I, I I mean, firstly, what's he doing playing at Plymouth? <laughs> what is going on there? But it, but it's, it's it's something that my dad gave me because he knows I collect obviously uh, football related things, yeah. and I was very very honoured when he gave it to me because it's just like obviously he, he, for him it was a big deal, and it's just you read through the program and it's just it's it's just a very big sign of the times, it's a very big sign of the times. Like there's there's things written in there that you would not be able to say now. All oh, right, okay, <laughs> okay, right. I didn't know where that was going. I thought you were going to say like describing football okay fine look mine is messy because i think he's just the greatest player yeah. of all time but also everything he's done is videoed yeah as well um yeah no interesting but he said pele and again i just want to reiterate he probably hasn't seen him play more than three times and i just mike if you, you can have my number and we can carry on this debate but i'm just not having it no we're getting on we're getting on the podcast <laughs> I, want, I want a live debate about I, the I merits of Pele. <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong. Pele was clearly very good. And look, but what I'd say is Pele hasn't scored at home to Nottingham Forest first game of the season, whereas Eddie had. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Mike, so you're you wrong. Go. Eddie Nketiah is the greatest player who's ever played the game. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm glad we I'm glad we discussed this. Actually, that's that's taken a, a weight off my mind. Yeah, we've cleared um, that up. <laughs> we definitely have. We definitely have. But no, look, it's good to be back. Good to be back podding. It's gonna. I've got. A, I've got a good feeling for this season. Oh, actually, what I should have said in away games is just having the Champions League back, knowing that's a few weeks away. I think it's just beyond exciting. I cannot wait. I literally cannot wait. No, I agree. Uh, Champions League is going to be tremendous fun. It's going to be, it's going to hit differently when the uh, the anthem is played, the Emirates. Um, those away days time. potentially. Obviously, I'm very restricted with the away days because of my uh, my silly choice of career. Um, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll uh, we'll see what we can manufacture in terms of away days. But I'm uh, I'm very much looking forward to uh, the return of being Europeans elite competition. As am I. As am I. All right. It's been a pleasure, Andre, to do this little little, little podcast at the start of the season. I always say at the end of when we do these podcasts, oh, we'll, we'll do some more regularly and they always fall by the wayside. Um, I do think if we can get them in some somewhere throughout the season, I just think they're, they're so much fun to do. Um, we definitely will. And we'll have to report we'll on our, our thoughts of Bournemouth hospitality. <laughs> We'll do yes, a special one sure. on that. <laughs> I mean, think of the parking potential. Um, <laughs> There's so many perks. <laughs> it's what people listen to us for, mate. Yeah, so we'll be back with very more regular parking updates in the coming weeks. And hopefully <laughs> the next time we, re- we record a podcast, we're still flying high and we've gone on that run of winning all of our games. Seven wins. <laughs> yeah, can't wait alright thank you for your time Andre and I'll uh, I'll speak to you very very soon bye 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 and thanks for listening